Welcome on The Barricades. This is a podcast produced by Eastern European journalists and academics. I am your host, Maria Cernat. And with me, as usual, my co-host and also the one that is going to discuss the situation in Poland, Bojan Stanislavski. Welcome to the show. Hello, everyone. So there is some very terrible, gruesome news coming from Poland, where we heard about people found dead at the border with Belarus and Poland. And while the mainstream press ignores that, uh, I would like, of course, our viewers to learn more about it because it seems so terrible. How, what oh, it is, it is. Who are these people? And uh, how come no one is talking? Because it seems major. Right, right. It seems major, but, uh, well, I'm, you know, I'm not exactly sure where to start. Of course, first of all, I want to say that it's, it's, it's terrible news. And uh, it, at the same time, it's not something that uh, we were not expecting, really, uh, in a sense that... Uh, the uh, situation on the Belarusian border, on the border of Belarus and Poland, Belarus and Lithuania, Belarus and Latvia, uh, has been growing increasingly tense over the last uh, I don't know how many weeks now, uh, but uh, at least three, four. Uh, and uh, why is that you don't hear about it? Perhaps this is where we could start, like the media angle, because uh, well, this is something that's very embarrassing for uh, the European Union, and it's highly embarrassing for Poland as well. Uh, and, and, and the embarrassment stems uh, from, the, from the fact that there are people there who want to cross the border to the European Union, and they, they want to apply for some kind of help, you know, refugee status or, you know, asylum or something like that, but they are not let in. A quick question. Are these people from Belarus or are no. they migrant, migrants? No, that no, I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to that. Bear okay. with me now because it's complicated and, and it's, a, it's a kind of cascading thing. So let me, let me try and deconstruct it for our viewers who probably haven't heard of that uh, or, or much about it uh, as well. So th- there was this tension and there were more and more people coming, you know, trying to cross the, Belar- the, the border between Belarus and other states. Uh, you know, the, the three states that I mentioned that are members of the uh, European Union. Of course, the hope of those people, majority, I'm, I'm speculating here, but th- this is the most educated guess I can make, is that they are, they are of course, trying to get somewhere to, to, you know, to Germany, maybe to the Netherlands, maybe to France, somewhere where, you know, the, 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 the migrant community is much larger than it is in Poland or other Eastern European states. Now, now, why is this? Why is this happening? Because, of course... Uh, you know, people make this kind of association, oh, because of the debacle in Afghanistan, then probably it's Afghani people, you know, looking for it. And that was the initial narrative. By the way, that was also the initial narrative of those supporting refugees, like the left or parts of the uh, of the left activist circles and, and, and some liberal NGOs and so on, right? So that was their, oh, the, the Afghanis are coming here and we have to receive them because, you know, whatever... Because of all those dangers, you know, linked to the Taliban or taking over, uh, taking over Afghanistan and so on and so forth. Now, from the beginning, this was suspicious because in order to get like people have to look at the map sometimes, you know, it makes sense. Uh, where is Afghanistan and where is Belarus? And, and if you want to go, th- 
from Afghanistan to Europe, you're not going to go through Belarus, obviously. You're going to go through Iran and you're going to go through Turkey, okay? And both of those, regardless of what they think about the authorities of those countries, both of those countries are serious states, okay? This isn't like, you know, people are going to just fool around here and there and then they're just going to cross the border and hang around and, and do whatever they like. No, no, it, it doesn't work that way. Not not in those two, uh, two countries, at least. So uh, this uh, this definitely doesn't have to do at all with Afghanistan, or if it has, then very very little. Uh, and uh, it, it it all started uh, at least in Poland with 32 people that were found on the Polish uh, Belarusian border, 32 people and a cat. Okay, and uh, the uh, the. Uh, 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 they were they were stopped from uh, from uh, sort of stepping into the Polish territory and uh, by the Polish border police and and the, you know the foundation for the, um, the explanation behind their their this uh, kind of well I was going to say pushback but it wasn't a pushback yet it was just you know preventing them from stepping stepping in was that sorry but this is not this is not what you can do right like I mean we have border crossings with Belarus please go ahead and go through the border crossings, not in the woods. That was it. But then, you know, they started explaining something that, like, uh, you know, they can't do that and that the Belarusian, uh, uh, whatever, border police or some 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 people, mercenaries maybe or something, they, they kind of dropped them off here with a promise that they're going to be able to cross the border and so on and so forth. They, this was unclear, very unclear in the beginning. And also those people didn't speak the language that the border police would speak and whatever. It was like a huge mess. But the border police said, no, 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 absolutely not. It's not happening. And quite, quite quickly after the, the initial incidents, it turned out that it's actually, you know, that, that's actually an organized action because the amount of people started to grow, to increase very rapidly in all those borders, Lithuania, Latvia, and Poland. And, and to the extent that they were not able to, to you know, hold, uh, like stop them anymore, you know, because they didn't have enough caterers, they didn't have enough patrol cars, they didn't have enough capacity, basically, to do that. So they started to do some desperate things, like, for example, the kind of wire, uh, I'm sorry, I should have I should have checked that, but I, I don't know the term in English, the kind of wire, you know, uh, where, where, where you have razors on that wire and, and where you have, like, poking elements, that's a wire that you cannot cross. They started sort of putting it along the border because, of course, there was no time for doing the Trump thing, like building a wall or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they started doing this, right? But but this is but this is something absolutely uh, uh, barbaric. I mean, you don't do that. You don't put that in the woods because the first thing that happened is that tons of of animals, okay, that were crossing the border back and forth, they got caught in this and they got killed. So I mean, within a day oh, or two or forty eight. Yeah, it's thank you. Right. Yeah, thank you. So, so you know, immediately within like forty-eight hours of, of starting to stretch all those things along alongside the, the Polish-Belarusian border, you got uh, 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 dozens or hundreds of animals killed and, and oh, rottening. God. Okay, there, and, and so so then they started sort of putting it up like on some kind of on some kind of very improvised installment installation. You know, it's it's really really it was such a mess. Okay, and while people and on the other side of this fence or whatever you want to call it. People were piling up in numbers all the time. And it turned out that Lukashenko is actually, I mean, Lukashenko and, and his friends, right, like the, the Belarus authorities, they are organizing it, most likely. I mean, there isn't really, a, 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 yeah. And, and they, they are organizing that. Uh, and now, quite recently, I think it was two or three days ago, I'm, please pardon, I'm not very good with chronology, but we're talking about, you know, in the course of, the, of, the, of this week. What happened is that he, uh, uh, he uh, that is Lukashenko, 
he actually withdrew the visa requirements for citizens of Pakistan, Bangladesh, and, and you know, some other third world countries, uh, you know, poor countries, I mean, in, in you know, Central and, and South Central Asia. So, Paying you know, some sort of debts, you know. That of course. To the European Union that was so supportive of him exactly, lately. Exactly, exactly. So this is the game, okay? This is the, the, the game. And, and, and Poland, Lithuania, and Latvia, what, they are do, what happens to them now is they are paying for, for flexing someone else's muscles and for playing someone else's imperial game. That's what they're doing because they were aiding actively uh, you know, the protests against uh, Lukashenko that uh, to a large extent were organized by a foreign factor. And we can speculate whether, you know, majority of it was the US or Berlin or the European Union or whatever. But it, it's obvious now, okay, that, that it was, th that this was the case. And Poland and, and Lithuania and Latvia were at the forefront of the whole thing. And they were, you know, uh, they were not only actively Raging helping, but they were also, yeah, and, 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 you know, do, making all the uproar and everything. And this is the price that you pay for pretending you're an empire when you are not. Because now you have a situation on your border and you can, and you know about what, you, you know, you, you know who's organizing it, orchestrating it, and so on and so forth. And you can do zero about it, zero. And this is the thing, because now what they can, the only thing that they can count on, the only thing they can count on is that those people are just going to die out somehow there, you know, and, and, and maybe the, the, they will be able to blame some 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 of it on on the Belarusians, okay? And what they did, which is particularly cynical, particularly cynical, is they, uh, I mean, the Polish authorities. I'm talking about them now. They uh, they they've introduced they introduced uh, it's called emergency state, emergency state alongside the border. Okay, with Belarus all over the place, like you know, it's a small stripe, but it, it's still there. And what? what what is the purpose of that? Of course, you know, definitely not to help to help sort out the situation, but to remove journalists from there, to remove non-governmental organizations from there, to allow the army to do whatever they like, to allow the border police to do whatever they like, and and, and to 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 do anything at the cost of lives of those people to prevent them from stepping you in. You haven't told me where are they coming from, Pakistan. No, they're coming from, well, we don't know that, right? I mean, we're not able to establish it because, you know, no one has seen their documents. But what we know is that some of them are Iraqi. Some of them are, um, uh, yeah, some of them are Pakistani, I think. And, well, definitely they're not uh, from Afghanistan, okay? I mean, at least the majority of them, maybe one or two, somehow they are, but that's not the majority. Of so it doesn't have to do any with, with Pakistan, uh, sorry, it doesn't have to do with Afghanistan and with the most recent, uh, you know, train wreck. Okay, that that occurred there in terms of you know Americans withdrawing and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. So uh, look, uh, this is something that would have happened regardless of of, of the Afghanistan debacle. So uh, this is uh, this is what the Polish authorities now call, and uh, I assume I haven't read the Lithuanian and Latvian press recently, but we've had we, we've got a great article on our website, by the way, by a Latvian uh, leftist journalist on that issue, uh, and. Uh, you know, this is uh, this is something they they were not expecting is is coming because they were not expecting any retaliation. They are used like you know the United States is used, like the West in general is used to. We're going to do whatever, and and then maybe we're going to say we're sorry about something, but definitely we don't expect anyone to retaliate. And now things have changed. Okay, the tables have turned, and now not only China 
is able to retaliate, but also Russia and uh, apparently Belarus. And Belarus cannot do it in an official manner because they are sanctioned, like they cannot even go anywhere to, to, to say a few words, right, about whatever they think uh, about the uh, Western policy towards them. But uh, w- what they will do is they are going to do exactly those things. And, and here, here you have it. You know, this is exactly what they're doing. Deal with it now. And the problem is, is very uh, complicated because it's a problem for the European Union also, because as you know, and probably as our reader, uh, sorry, viewers know, uh, the, it's the European Union has had uh, a problem with the Polish government, right? And has had a problem with the Hungarian government. And and I think, you know, there is a foundation to that. I mean, the Polish government, the Hungarian government, they, they are horrible. But the European Union likes them for certain things also. Okay, that's why that's one of the reasons why it has never taken a decisive action. For example, the refugee thing or refugee migrant, whatever you want to call it, thing now that's happening on the border. The European Union loves that. Everything that the Polish are doing and, and the Latvians and the Lithuanians, they love the emergency state. They love the fact that the media don't speak about it too much. And this is why you haven't heard about it. This is why you haven't heard about it. Because of this emergency state. The media cannot go there. And, you know, even here in Poland, we've had there was such a hue and cry over, uh, 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 over the, the situation there in the beginning. And then the media were kicked out and the thing went away. It's not there anymore. Like, hardly anyone's talking about it. Like, you know, I keep hearing about it from people that I know, you know, uh, from from activist circles, and I can see when they post something on social media and stuff like that. But otherwise, when you turn on the mainstream TV, you can, or, or whatever, the radio, you can hear nothing. And you will be able to hear nothing because... Sorry, it doesn't, they just cannot report. So, uh, you know, the European Union loves this. And and the only thing that they've said, uh, I mean, the European Union, like after the people have died, or maybe even prior to that, they said that we have to help those people, or that the Polish authorities apparently have to help those people. But that's the only thing they said. And and the Polish authorities... The typical thing here is, why do they love that? Because there was a time when the Polish government and the Hungarian government were given the opportunity to peacefully, you know, receive and cater to the needs of some migrants. It was this idea of the quotas. Look, if we are together in the situation where we have to take care of migrants, each state should take a number of migrants and they didn't want that and now suddenly you know there is nothing they can do about it because the migrants are at their doorstep so this is i think this is the cynical you know some sort of revenge so belarus and lukashenko is trying to get his revenge on the european union he's getting it union is getting their revenge on the Polish government for not wanting to deal with the migrant crisis, you know, in a democratic manner. Mm-hmm. So what is the response of the Polish government? No, the response is the uh, emergency state. The and that's the only thing. Yeah. And, and the, uh, as I said, they, they, the only thing they can hope for is that those people are somehow, that they're going to put them in such, de- I mean, they're going to prevent them from crossing the border, which is going to to, to uh, induce all kinds of hardships on those people. Like, you know, th- those that died, like four or five people, I can't remember exactly, they died because of hypothermia, because of, 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 you know, not being able to feed themselves, because of all those things that, you know, are there, because it's just people in the middle of woods, okay? And it's the fall, and, and or the beginnings of the fall. So we've got rains, we've got wind, 
we've got you know all kinds of things that happen in this uh, in, in in this region and uh, obviously they're they're hoping that it's going to solve some uh, you know this is exactly this is the ineptitude of the Polish government like the Polish government likes to present itself as some kind of you know patriotic you know we're uh, we're sort of you know the strong uh, leaders that are going to put Poland on the right track and so on and so forth and it turns out every once in a while when there's a critical situation it just turns out that those people are super inept super inept like they've no idea what to do and the only thing they can do is they can wait for the thing to solve itself out somehow and you know the longer they wait the longer those people are kept in those uh, in those woods and, and they will not be led back into belarus and i'm telling you that and uh, because this is the idea the idea is to put them on the border of of the european union and to put pressure on the european union that way and to to uh, to wait for the european union to somehow you know do something about it or not do anything about it but anyway the belarusians are going to say that you know we don't know anything about it like we whatever we we say about them okay whatever we say about their in them the the belarusian authorities uh organizing and orchestrating it we will never be able to prove that we only have heard things from the migrants themselves or from somewhere somehow but these are only you know uh things that we know but we are not able to somehow uh uh you know prove like we don't have documents we don't have uh leaks of, of conversations and stuff like that maybe at some point it will be but even then like when it will be those people are going to be dead by then so you see this is this is a situation that the poor innocent people okay that were trapped into some kind of geopolitical game hoping for better future in europe uh western europe mostly and so they they are the biggest victims of the whole thing okay and and we should not forget about that like because poland likes to present itself now as a big victim of a hybrid war they call it a hybrid what is, what did even what is it like do you know what is a hybrid war there is a war where people take yes, guns I and shoot at each other and die okay this is war otherwise there is no war otherwise it's peace and there are certain political measures that are being taken and they they also call it it's a, it's belarus it's belarus or lukashenko's political game well guess what everything in politics is a political game you know so like it doesn't stand out in any way it's cynical it's 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 you know it costs human lives and stuff like that but it's not the only thing costing human lives and i want to start even talking about the seven wars that uh uh you know the united states have has been fighting in the last uh whatever 10 years or so or 20 years so uh you know like <laughs> it's just but you know the hybrid war is a word that you use against those you don't like on the international political arena so when i heard hybrid war i know for sure that it's some people that are in close ties with the security apparatus and i trying to scare people off and to create this state of uh, division you know and to create this state of uh, you know we're at war you know we are under attack you have to support us because we are your only defenders and so on and so forth and here in Romania I am so used to this type of discourse you know and when I hear you know certain phrases like hybrid word then uh, this is what it actually means you know but of course uh, the situation is pretty bleak what can you do about it because it seems desperate it seems mm -hmm. desperate uh, are there NGOs fighting yeah to raise awareness and uh, yeah there are but it doesn't there are but it doesn't help because again i mean the left and the ngos and all the, the entire enlightened sector of society okay that those who perceive themselves as someone special who understand those situations better and stuff like that and actually I, I have to say that to a certain extent they do understand it better because they were there because they've had they, they, they they've sent their representatives there you know their activists to see how things are and it's from them that we've got that, that we got most of the reports particularly the, the most uh you know 
uh, those that that brought to light the most n- n- uh, dangerous elements of the entire you know circumstances uh, situation there. So uh, yeah, they do know uh, quite a lot, but you know they cannot really do. Much. I mean, if you're an NGO, uh, w- what can you basically do? I mean, you can maybe maybe deliver some some. Uh, some food, and you can try and deliver some food, but but actually the Polish border guard prevents uh, people from delivering food there, uh, particularly now when the emergency law is in place and uh, emergency sorry emergency state is in place. Then obviously you can do nothing about it. But before that, you know, we even had that uh, that became viral on one of the MPs. Uh, from a right-wing party, but doesn't matter. He was trying to deliver some food, I mean, some cans and water and whatever, right, uh, to to those people. And he was stopped by the Polish border guard uh, police, which they don't have the right to do. So we, we obviously live in, you know, in an authoritarian kind of uh, circumstances because, like, like, what do you mean? You're a police officer, you don't know that, that you're not supposed to even touch this person? I mean, you can't. You, you cannot even get close to them. You can maybe talk to them or shout to them, or and you can only take them down if they do something, uh, something criminal. Okay, if they do something like if they're about to murder someone, if they're about to steal something, and you see that, then you can take them down. But otherwise, you you can only you know plead that they don't do something, but you are not supposed to touch them. And they were simply you know pushing them and and, and exercising all kinds of soft but you know violence. So uh, you, you know the, the Polish government is determined to do exactly nothing and. To, pushback uh i mean they were pushing back some people as well because this is a modern term again pushback that is they caught people on the polish territory when they already stepped back and they they would sort of push them back to to the no man's no. land be, no man's land between the two borders which is illegal which is illegal from the point uh, from the standpoint of the polish law and of the international law because this is trafficking of people basically what they're doing okay so the polish government and the polish uh, and the polish border guard are trafficking people that's what's uh, what's happening and 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 this is this is absolutely, you know, uh, it, it's ah, it's uh, it's disgusting on so many levels and morally, politically, and however you want to look at it. But this is the state, of, and Poland, Poland did it to themselves. They did it. Like guys, you were supporting uh, the, the regime change policy uh, in in Belarus, okay? Uh, the Western regime change policy in Belarus. The Latvians were uh, were doing the same. The Lithuanians even even more with the reception of of you know this Tikhanovskaya, right? So yeah, now you're going to pay a price. Like, look, guys, in politics there are consequences to anything that you do, and it was the same. I remember when 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 they were the outcry, the panic when in 2014 was it or or. Or fifteen, I think, uh, when uh, when Poland was in the forefront of 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 uh, sanctions of uh, of uh, of suggesting s- sanctioning the Russian Federation because of Crimea, because of you know the Ukraine and stuff like that, they they were in the forefront. And then when Russia retaliated and they ended up with thirty million tons of apples that used to be uh, bought before that by Russia, they were like, oh my God, but what are we going to do with those apples? Like, you know, you didn't think about it, guys. Well, you first think what you're going to do with those apples and only then call for sanctions, okay? I mean, this is what a statesman and a politician does. Otherwise, it's just infantile, stupid figures, corrupt to the bone and And cynical, cynical to the, you know... Yeah, and this is a perfect segue to the second segment uh, uh, of uh, today's discussion, and it's also related to Poland. Now, my opinion is that we are getting to see clearer and clearer that this is all theater, in a way that even at the level of the European Union, 
it is one thing and one set of values that they care to share on the inside of the borders of the European Union and a completely different set of values they export elsewhere. A completely different set of values and actions. And this is, uh, this is so clear right now because there is all this talk about human rights and how Lukashenko is not, uh, you know, uh, respecting that and it's not guaranteeing basic human rights for his yeah, citizens and he has to be toppled down from power and so on and so forth. And how about Poland and these migrants, you know, and the human yeah. rights? And you see here how, how blatant, you know, and in your face this theater is. And another episode of this theater just played out in Poland when two of the most um, famous journalists there that used to attack each other on a daily basis were caught and they were videotaped and that recording was leaked to the press parting together. Yeah. I mean, it is surreal to see people that in public attack each other, but then they go and have a nice little chat and party together. Now I'd like you to explain more about sure. that. Sure. Well, first of all, a small correction. They were not journalists. Actually, there was one journalist and he had a, uh, he organized a birthday party and we saw politicians from the rival uh, camps uh, partying together there and having a lot of fun, exchanging hugs, handshakes, and, 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 and doing all kinds of other things. And it was the 50th birthday of a journalist... Uh, uh, well, his name isn't going to tell anyone anything, but I'm just going to, you know, throw it in for the for the record. Robert Mazurek. I hate this guy personally, uh, not least for his barbaric convictions. He's he's a conservative, nearly libertarian liberal, uh, and and uh, he's always been like that. He's he's terrible. It's just that he he gained a lot of traction uh, recently in the public medium because he, despite his con conservatism he does not like the polish the current polish government i mean not much at least or he likes at least to put their feet to the fire when you know he interviews them also he's a terrible journalist i hate his journalism this is a kind of journalism that everyone should stay away from his 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 uh interviews are not interviews they are interrogations like for example <laughs> if i received an interview from him i would i would you know, I would write back that I want a police note because it's only it, it, <laughs> this is the only appropriate thing. Uh, so oh, I hate I him. But he that kind of thing. We also have this uh, idea in personal Romanians that you are a good journalist if you are very aggressive. You know. Yeah, and if you're you vulgar and and if you offend vulgar. someone, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's that's exactly the kind of journalism that I hate, and and that's one of the journalisms that I hate that is in place right now is fashionable. But I don't want to go into that now. The uh, the question of the theater is very important here because those people, and I've said that many times on our program before, but but just for the you know for those who might be our new viewers or something, let me just very briefly and sort of uh, in the most compact possible manner explain the political atmosphere in Poland. Now, in 2015, we had uh, we had the first major victory of a party called Law and Justice. Law and Justice is a Catholic fundamentalist, extremist conservative party with neoliberal, with a lot of neoliberal traits, although they're not boasting about it because they're even giving away some money for social care and stuff like that. But at the same time, they are they broke one of the consensuses that were made in in the beginning of the nineties uh, between the, the the new political actor and the old political actor as well. They, uh, they they one of the consensuses was that we never criticized the transition. 
And for them, uh, it was impossible not to criticize the transition if they wanted to uh, gain some kind of traction and to 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 receive a, uh, you know votes and to to demonstrate to the public that they are something different than all those parties that have uh, that had ruled uh, until until 2015. Okay, that when they won massively the elections, the the, the general parliamentary election and the presidential election. So, and from that moment on, they what, what they were doing is they were trying to secure their place in the Polish establishment in a very brutal way, devastating the Polish legal system, devastating the courts, devastating the, well, the, most of the institutions, okay, just in order to secure their place in, in the Polish establishment. And on the other hand, the response was an absolutely mad hysteria, something that it's difficult to to uh, to explain in in uh, the political terms. It's rather it should be explained in medical terms, in my opinion, because those people have really uh, suffered. They have been suffering from a major psychological breakdown. That they were the the the. Uh, uh, you know the heroes, okay, of the of the transition, the heroes of the last thirty years, the heroes of democracy, the heroes of human rights, the heroes of free Poland, and so on and so forth. And suddenly, there's a huge, you know, a huge support. There's a party with with huge support from the side of the society. Uh, which goes against them in such a brutal manner. And they have been offending each other. I mean, the politicians of the law and justice and the other parties, that is the opposition, where the major structure is the civic platform, a party led by Donald Tusk. Perhaps some people have heard of him. He he used to have this important post in the European Council. So, you know, this is... And they have been at each other's throat all the time to an extent that is really... You know, when I read the disputes or when I see any any kind of, you know, debacle between between the, the member of the, of, the, uh, of the governmental camp and, and the member of the, of the opposition camp... You know, it's it's a gut wrenching experience for me. Like you see people throwing all kinds of insults, doing uh, you know, using a language that that is uh, you know inappropriate for children to, to 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 listen to. Like I mean, not necessarily that they are swearing, but the way the the, the, the aggressiveness, the cynicism, the, the all those things. Okay, and the media syndicates around them they do the same. And it's it's basically you know uh, Matt Taibbi's book, Hate versus Hate on steroids. That's what it is. Okay, and and, and now you suddenly see those people, you know, shaking hands, exchanging hugs, being very nice to each other, drinking vodka together, getting drunk together, having all kinds of probably intimate conversations with each other at, you know, at a party of a journalist. Okay, so what we're talking about here is not just theater. We're talking about a major uh, uh, deception. Okay, that's what we're talking about. I mean, those that people have been lying they have been lying to us all the time about how they they treat each other as enemies, how one is an enemy of democracy and the other one is enemy of Poland, how the one is not patriotic and the other one is like whatever. This is a lie, okay? So, uh, of course, b- b- having said all that, for me personally, it's not that much of a... Uh, of a surprise, I have been a socialist since the age of seventeen, more or less, and uh, I kind of realized quite quickly before I turned twenty how things are in terms of what what, what is called in our jargon bourgeois politics. So, <laughs> you know, it's not so it's it's not so difficult for me to uh, to chew on that, and it's not much of an um, uh, of a surprise yet. The question is whether it's gonna it's gonna produce any kind of shift in the general yes, consciousness exactly, and. What was the reaction of the public? First, the reaction of the media, then the reaction of the leftist circles. What was the, the reaction? Well, there, was, there wasn't really much of a reaction. What they waited for is for this journalist to say a few words, and he actually did.
did, but I didn't. I didn't get to that. I'm sorry. I, I just. I don't even know how he explained that. Uh, but uh, it, it, the the reaction is obviously. I mean, there had to be some ritualistic reactions. So, for example, Donald Tusk. Uh, he kind of you know called uh, the two or three people that were videotaped or, or or photographed there from his party to discuss with them in a kind of you know to discipline them, to subordinate them, or something like that. I don't know, or to hear their explanations. Uh, then, you know, law and justice, I don't think uh, they have to do anything because because they are a party that just ignores things. I mean, that's their tactic. Like, everybody's uh, staging a hysteria around something they've done, even if it's if it's something malicious, if it's something, you know, uh, you know really uh, uh, nefarious, okay? Then there's a hysteria as a response. And, you know, what, what is the best way to, uh, to deal with hysteria? To ignore it, of course, because this is like, this is what you want to do, right? So if they had any political response, then they might have actually engaged uh, law and justice. But since they, 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 they're just staging hysteria, hysterical theatrics, then, yeah, this is, this is how things are. So law and justice is able to do anything they like, and they, they, they still count on their solid base being uh, kind of... E- e- uh, being influenced by their by their messaging, and their messaging is that we are protecting now the Polish borders from the hybrid war with Lukashenko. We are protecting, you know, you from the European Union, which wants to uh, enforce uh, gay marriage and whatever. Right? We protect you. We protect you from Russia because Russia wants to send tanks here, like you know, tomorrow if they could, but they can't because the great Polish army and NATO and all the rest. <laughs> and, and and you know, and and then uh, you know, they protect us from everything. And there is a base. I mean, there is a, a section of society that believes that and i don't i don't even blame them for believing that because they are so scared and they are not scared of of, of russia and they are not scared of the of the of the migrants and they're not scared of any of those things that law and justice they're not even scared of of gay marriage really i'm <laughs> that, that would be my guess what they are scared of is is is, is the general uh um uh, the general instability the lack of predictability they're scared of not being able to actually go with their you know, everyday life, mostly because of systemic circumstances that they don't necessarily translate into, you know, I mean, in their uh, collective mind into something that that, that would be a, a, a presumption for them to, to to take political action, collective action, social action, whatever, right? So, so this is this is the, the this is what they are really afraid of, and and of course because there is no other party in Poland that would cover those fears or that would meet some needs that are are produced by those fears and by that that anxiety, then you get this. You know, the Germans have a great word for that, ersatz, which is the substitution, a cheap substitution of something. And the cheap substitution of such a party that would actually respond in a rational and political manner to those fears that the that, that have piled up in the society over the last 30 years, well, we've got law and justice, okay? And law and justice says, yeah, yeah, you fear, but you should not fear about whatever you do, but you should fear about Russia, you should fear about uh, Belarus, you should fear yes, about... Yes, because uh, they're controlling all this anxiety. Yeah, and, and they control... That's true. And they and control the media. Control. They control the media. They've got a large media syndicate and they control the state on and the state media. So they, 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 the, propaganda, the levels of propaganda are, are really, really very high. And, and a large sector of society is influenced by that. And again, I don't blame the society. I think if we have to blame someone, then it's the opposition and the left and all those that have not done their homework over the last 30 years. Hey, guys, the, op- the Polish opposition, you've done nothing. Zero. Okay. It's your fault. Okay, that, that 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 things are as they are because law and justice is a pathetic party made of people who are totally inept. They or the, the the only thing that keeps them together is is their their uh, uh their will to rule and to be part of the establishment of the ruling elite of the ruling class. Uh, okay, that's what they want. And, and 
obviously this is enough this little thing and it is a petty thing i mean the, the, the kind of the the, uh, the the fact that you want to rule the the, the power the, the kind of power hunger okay it, it's a petty thing but this petty thing is stronger than all your convictions all your actions all your structures all your record so far Sorry, it's just uh, we have an inept government, a Catholic fundamentalist, pathetic government, but we've got even weaker opposition in all aspects, and uh, it, it also uh, speaks to the uh, to the condition of the left, unfortunately. And the left has done. Look, you yes, asked me what, what has. I would, I would want to ask the last question: Where is the left? Because yeah. this is nowhere. <laughs> a nowhere, exactly. It's it's nowhere. The left is nowhere, and and uh, the left. I mean, nowhere in a sense that, of course, they support. Uh, they. I mean, the left has the only meaningful response because the left says look those people are there it, it's it's really stupid of us to to do what we're doing i mean what kind of we're doing lukashenko a favor really because lukashenko is sitting there eating popcorn that's what he's doing right now okay and opening a champagne bottle seeing like how po how the polish the latvians and the lithuanians sweat under their armpits and do all those you know cynical things like in order to, to to prevent those people from just crossing the border right do all those things and, and, and what would a strong republic, a serious state do? What would they do? They would receive those people. They would put them in in, in whatever uh, uh, you know facilities that are meant that, that are meant for for undocumented migrants. They would uh, they would discuss immediately with the the European level is how are we going to do that? And and you know Poland or and Lithuania and Latvia would be the initiator of that discussion, and they would they would be able to leverage the West because they would say something obviously not openly but you know somewhere they would tell them like look if you don't agree. To, to take some of those people, because you asked us previously to do that, okay? But now, look, if you don't take some of those people, we're just going to do the same that Lukashenko has done, okay? We're just going to smuggle them. We're going to help them go to the to, to, to the Polish-German border, and we're going to put them there, and we'll see what you're going to do. Do you want this this game to be to play uh, to to you know to play out? Do, do you want us to do what Lukashenko is doing to us? Like, does it even make sense? And I think, I think again, it's a guess, right? Th that some kind of uh, thing, some level of understanding would be achieved, and some some agreement would probably be a, be achieved. And that's what a strong republic does. And Lukashenko would probably stop doing that at some at some point. Because he would see that it does not produce the effect. It does not produce the the, the hysteria. It does not produce all those hysteric uh, 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 hysterical reactions and so on and so forth. So this is what they should have done, and they should have done that in cahoots with the European Union and all the other states and so on and so forth. And they should have done. Uh, they they should have acted in unison, Latvia, Lithuania, and Poland. And and this is how you gain meaning. This is how you demonstrate seriousness. This is how you do all those things that are expected of of, of a person that is a. a, a, a part of the top state bureaucracy to do. But no, they of course have chosen the most infantile, the stupidest, the most right-wing uh, lunatic way to, to respond to that. And the European Union is clapping their hands. That's what they want Poland to do because they don't want to deal with it anymore. Okay, especially after the experience of 2000, what was it, 14 or 15, when we had the first wave of refugees, encouraged, by the way, by the outgoing uh, Angela Merkel. So uh, and, and and one more thing here, one more thing here, because you asked about uh, social emotions behind the whole of it, and, and I don't know what the social emotions are actually going, how they're going to unfold and develop after the the, the scandal, the sca sca scandalous we uh, leaks uh, regarding the pol politicians at the journalists' place, uh, you know, having partying together and so on and so forth. I, I don't know about that. We'll, we're we're going to see. One thing we know uh, is that. The, the majority of the society, in terms of the government's response to what is going on on the border, 
they they support the government and they support the government because they think that the government is doing the right thing protecting the borders from a kind of hybrid war and the left is going there supporting the you know saying how how terrible the, the government is and how we don't do all those stuff and and we should do that but they are trying to confront the government on a moral level and this is where you will never win with law and justice and and i just don't understand if i can understand that how come they don't understand that they claim that they're they have more experience and they are better politicians and anal- an analyst than i am Right. So, uh, uh, and they have some record, like in a sense that at least, uh, you know, they are MPs and, and, and so on and so forth. Uh, so, guys, I mean, this is not how you're going to win that. And I see, you know, friends of mine who are MPs now, friends, colleagues or whatever, associates of mine who are uh, MPs now, and they record, for example, you, you know, heartbreaking videos about how terrible the situation is. And they post it on Facebook and how the government is inhumane and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's all true. But this is not something you can run on. And I, do, I just don't understand how come the Polish left until now has not understood this it's such a simple thing if you want to confront law and justice on something on something then you will always need to confront them politically not morally because morally they will always win because they are those they are the right wing they are the extreme conservative so it's their domain you know it, it has always been like now things are obviously shifting because the left is going crazy but uh, uh with its moralistic approach and stuff like that but it has always been the domain of the right and 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 the, the right wing people the right wing politicians the right wing leaders and opinion makers they have been always pointing uh out and stressing on the moral aspect of things whereas we we of course take into we should have high morals and we take into consideration morality but our response is politically politically we are doing the worst thing possible and 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 morally by the way as well okay so this is just but but if you if you if you go to people and say that the Polish, to people that support the government and think that the government is doing something that they have to do because otherwise we're going to have a flood of migrant uh, of migrants, refugees or whatever, and they're going to, you know, flood Poland. Uh, I, I don't know, uh, change its 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 cultural code or whatever civilizational code and stuff like that. Then obviously they live in fear, and you have to you have to speak, you have to make your your response, political, moral, or whatever taking into consideration the point where those people stand you have to you know confront it and you have to deconstruct it and you have to convince them and not just fool around doing the virtue signaling because that's what they're doing Uh, Um, uh, i can't believe they are doing that this is so sad because unfortunately our left both in poland and romania just uh, took you know those elements from the liberal leftists so to speak yeah. so from this combination of liberalism and leftist left-leaning uh, ideas and transform it into this sign of this type of sectarian uh, uh, thing where they go ahead and they virtue signal and say oh but we are good people we are jesus you know we want to yeah. take this people in our arms and then uh, you know protect them and uh, this is not the way to go about it especially when in countries like ours where you have so much poverty and you have so much fear and precarity you go ahead and you basically tell to the people you have to endure some more because this is basically what you're saying because otherwise you are going to be considered a bad person and guess yeah. what the polish are the poles are going to say well i i want to be a bad person person you know more more than that more than that they will say oh if this is bad if this is bad because that's what they're saying right you're a fascist you're bad you're conservative you're whatever and and, you know the majority of the people in poland they're starting to think and there are no polls about it but i'm I'm guessing that they're starting to think oh if 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 
if this is if what I'm displaying, what, what I'm demonstrating is is extreme right wing, you know, fascist, whatever, it, it, you know, uncivilizational, inhumane, then probably all those things are okay because I'm a good person, right? So, so this is like by, by accusing people by, by by ramping up this hysteria. What you're doing is you're normalizing all those things that you're combating because people, you know, by offending people, by by telling them that they are not okay in their head, politically, philosophically, morally, whatever. This is not how you win. Uh, whatever politically, okay? It's a very yeah. important topic that we definitely yeah. have to come back at some point. Right. Where do, did the left and how is it that they allow themselves to be transformed into this sectarian weird organization where they shame people all the time and guess what? Those people yeah. are never going to vote for them. Of course, of course. They're going to vote for law and justice who tells them vote for us because all vote. other people are, are, are doing... Yeah. A lot of times in our show that we definitely have to come back uh, sure. uh, to it because I think this is a, a major point, you know, where yeah, yeah. that has to be discussed. Yeah, and, and, and I think that, that what we have to discuss, and, and sorry, this is my last remark here, is, is the, the, the kind of, the, the fact that like it's important for, for leaders and activists to understand the difference between aesthetics and politics and, and, and between, uh, you know, virtue signaling and, and political action. I mean, this is something that is not being understood right now, in my opinion, at least judging by everything that's going on uh, uh, you know, in our region. Who knows? Maybe they will develop this country. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they will. Maybe it is just a phase and it will die out because there's no way we can run on these ideas forever. It will die out and hopefully they will come back to some sort of uh, more rational political thinking and uh, stop the nonsense with virtue signaling and shaming people. Thank you so much for Thank very... You for the very interesting uh, information you presented and discussed here. I hope our viewers uh, find it interesting. And uh, if you do, dear viewers, please support us. Patreon.com slash The Barricade is the place where you can become our Patreon. Uh, thank you so much again, and uh, I'll see you next week. Thank you. Goodbye, everyone.